Hi, everyone, and welcome to High Tea Hoops. I'm Skylar Smith, and you can catch me on the Bird app at the Duchess of Hoops. Hey, everyone, I'm Brian Boucher, and you can catch me across all social media, including Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, Skylar, at the Duke of Hoops. I'm working on it. We are so excited for our first series, the Casual UK Fan Guide to NBA Teams. In this series, we're going to be running through the 22 NBA teams competing in Orlando to help you decide who to root for in the bubble. We'll keep the statistics and game analysis a little bit light while focusing more on the stuff that makes fans fans, whether the team is winning or not. I unfortunately didn't have a ton of choice in my fanship. I grew up in a Pistons household in Michigan. But Brian, you moved around a lot growing up. You lived in L.A. You could have been a Lakers fan. You you lived in Indiana. You could have been a Pacers fan. But you committed to the Nuggets when you were living in Denver and you stuck with them. When you were a kid, what about the Nuggets made you think this is going to be my team forever? Well, the reason I'm such a big NBA fan is because I have lived across the states in a lot of different cities. So I've got to see a lot of different teams play. But I moved to Denver when I was seven, a little bit of a nerdy kid. And I wore these kind of like really long white tube socks that were not cool. And there was a player on the Nuggets, Bobby Jackson, Action Jackson, who wore these really long white tube socks as well when he played. And he made me feel a lot cooler. Uh, And that sealed the deal, made me a lifelong Denver Nuggets fan. Yes, that's the stuff we want. Being a fan of a team is about so much more than championships and rings, and that's what we're hoping to fill in here. We'll be touching on team personalities, beefs, nicknames, Premier League team equivalents, and more. We'll be starting from the bottom of the rankings, so bear with us with the Washington Wizards and making our way up to the Bucks at number one. You can check back every day, though, for a new episode. Let's spill the tea. It's just a loud <laughs> clank of the pint. Okay, stop laughing. Ready? Three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to High T Hoops. Again, we're excited today to go over the UK fan guide to NBA teams. So really helping you pick which NBA team you should root for uh, in the NBA restart in the Disney World bubble. Uh, I'm Brian Boucher. You can catch me at the Duke of Hoops across all social media. And I'm Skylar Smith. You can catch me at the Duchess of Hoops on Twitter. Oh, Skylar, where do we start with the Phoenix Suns? I'm really excited for this series. I kind of like the Suns. You know, I'm a Nuggets fan traditionally. Uh, grew up in Southern California, lived in Denver for a while during, you know, the Nick Van Axel, Antonio McDice, Carmelo era. Mm-hmm. And the Suns have always just kind of been a non factor since I was a big NBA fan. As a Pistons fan, what do you think of the Suns? It's kind of similar. They're just. They've never been good enough for you to hate them because they beat your team. And so they're kind of just a team that everyone kind of roots for just in that people just love to see them win because they don't do it that much. And people love Steve Nash. So yeah, yeah, throughout my entire life. Yeah, they have stunk for the last 15 years. Uh, One of the worst records every single year. Uh, I don't even know why they're in the bubble right now. I think they're what the second to last team. They squeezed in 22 teams when they probably should have done 20. I think they have like a 0.00001% chance of actually making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but but I mean, they're they there. To, they had to get Zion in. So they had to get in a bunch of other teams. It's fine. It's fine. Welcome and Phoenix I want Suns Devin Booker bubble. on the Suns and DeAndre. I don't know why they did it, but they did. And now we're talking about the Phoenix Suns. So let's go over some basics. We're going to start with our first category in our fan guide. The team. So Phoenix Suns, if you don't know, they're located in Phoenix, Arizona in the American Southwest. Very popular area, mostly desert, hence the name the Suns. Do you get it? And uh, you would never want to hang out here in the summer 
Uh, or right re- now, COVID or, stronghold. Or right now, a uh, lot of resurgence of COVID. And it's really popular on social media. You know, with people in Arizona, they'll throw a pan outside for a while and then they'll fry eggs on it. That's how hot it is there. Um, so nice city. It's also a bachelor and bachelorette paradise, uh, mm-hmm. which would be what? A, a lad's party? A hen party? A hen do. A, a hen do. Yeah, the hen and stag parties. This is our equivalent of like going to Ibiza. You go to Scottsdale. Ibiza. You go out on the town. The what? Ibiza. Ibiza. Oh, did you got to do the th. Oh, sorry. Uh, so it's a very popular place for golf, uh, for stag and hen parties, uh, and to really basically have summer whenever you need to go down there. Yeah. Uh, to go into the history of the Suns a little bit more, they were an expansion team in 1968. They're in the Western Conference of the NBA. And they actually have one of the highest uh, winning percentages of the history of the NBA. I think they're fourth all time. So they're incredibly successful. I think they're just behind the Spurs, Lakers, and Celtics because they had the Kevin Johnson era, the Charles Barkley era, the Steve Nash era. So they have been really successful. They've just been terrible the last 15 years. Um, And, you know, you've had different uh, periods of success where they made the Western Conference Finals. Um, a few years. They made the NBA finals in 1976 and 1993 with Charles Barkley. But ever since kind of that Steve Nash era in the early 2000s, uh, you know, was over and they traded Steve Nash, they've been terrible since. So Skylar, what's your favorite, uh, you know, era of the Phoenix Suns? Barkley, Steve Nash? The recent- I mean, I was only alive for the Steve Nash era, basically. And Steve Nash was like such a he was just like such a classic player. When I think about like the NBA, when I was growing up, like Steve Nash is probably like top 10 players. I think about like, he's just such a classic NBA he player. He was your guy? No, he's, he wasn't my guy. Well, he was but a two time like, MVP. Yeah. Back when, to I, back. when I think about like the NBA, when I was growing up, I do think of Steve Nash, like kind of not immediately, but he's definitely like top 10 guys. I think about. You know, coming from Santa Clara, very small college university uh, in California. I, what he's like six three, six four. So he was, it's you know, tiny. He, he was gave me hope as a fourteen year old that yeah. maybe one day I too could be in the NBA and be a six three white guy uh, and be a two time MVP. But for me, I was Barkley all the way. Six uh, five, I think he was listed like six eight, six nine. Um, number two to Jordan, basically for a number of years in the nineties. Uh, and really carried a really fun Suns team. Uh, they just could never get over Jordan. We just saw the last dance, and we kind of saw him featured there uh, where he was the best in the league, and then he played against Jordan and was like, hmm, I am not the best in the league anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I love Charles, but I just I regret that I was never alive to, to see him play. It's very sad. Yeah, that's tough, Skylar. You're a baby. It's cool, um, though, seeing Steve Nash like get involved with Premier League and stuff, too, now, though. Yeah, he's an announcer, right? So he he is a huge Tottenham fan. Um, you know, Kois, uh, Arsenal fans are going to stop listening to this podcast right now. Did See I just ya. destroy our cred too early? That's fine. That's fine. Harry Kane. <laughs> uh, and so if you're a Tottenham fan, maybe you like the Suns because of Steve Nash. I don't know if Steve Nash is still a fan of the Suns. He played for the Mavericks. He played for the Lakers. Um, he's helped a lot of different teams, but he might still be a Suns fan. Um, but let's go into the Premier League equivalent, Skylar. When you think of the Suns, which team do you think of? What can like Premier League fans be like, all right, what's my kind of Suns equivalent team? You know, you said you said Tottenham just because 
as Steve Nash is a fan, Tottenham is kind of a team I think about in relation to the Suns. Pretty good, pretty standardly, pretty, pretty, pretty good classically, but just kind of they struggle to get over that championship hump. You know, the Suns. Just no trophies? Just no no trophies. Just consistently good. Just can't. They get to the game where they really need to win. They get through to those championship games and they just can't make it happen. Yeah. Uh, that hurts me inside to think about that. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to that comparison. I'm going to go with Newcastle. Uh, They've had glory for a long time, but recently they've been really bad. And there's been a lot of penny pinching. Uh, There's been, you know, same with the Suns where they just won't spend that much or they have short-term thinking and they just can't get over the hump. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Newcastle. um, I appreciate that one. Because, you know, Newcastle has a, it's kind of a bright outlook now. Um, you know, their current, you know, manager boss is one of the most celebrated Rafa Benitez. Um, the players are kind of punching above their weight now, uh, kind of like the Suns. They have new management in, new GM, um, you know, they have new young players. So it's kind of on the up and up after long years of struggle. So if you're a Newcastle fan, might want to consider the Suns. Mm-hmm. You or can definitely you wanna, do worse than the Suns or Newcastle. Or you might want to support a team that will actually make the playoffs. But the choice is yours. Uh, let's go to our next category, Skylar, the players. So let me, let me name kind of the top players here. Uh, Ricky Rubio. Yep. European legend. Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker, also known as book. I'm going to give some nicknames here as well. (laughs) Um, Devin Booker is the star, the young star, um, sharpshooter scores a ton of points, but of sicko mode fame, sicko mode fame, just can't be on a winning team. Uh, (laughs) Dario Saric, also known as the homie or Super Dario, more often Super Dario. Basketball Reference has some crazy ones here. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, who is a young player uh, out of the University of Arizona. I actually got to see him play uh, against the University of Washington, which is pretty amazing. And he was definitely a man among boys. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr., Frank Kaminsky. Did you know Frank Kaminsky was on this team? I did not know that, actually. And. Uh, what a reason for me to root against the Suns. <laughs> Frank the Tank and the Moose, those are his fun nicknames. Um, we've got Bridges on this team, who's also known as Noodles or Inspector Go-Go Gadget or String Bean, Brittle, and Praying <laughs> Mantis. I don't know why any of those are that. Oh, and Kelly Oubre is Tsunami Poppy, if you didn't know that. I don't know where that one came from. Uh, also, we I, I saved the best for last. Aaron Baines, also known as Bangers, uh, <laughs> cult legend in the NBA, and especially on NBA Twitter. I think uh, Aaron Baines' fan account is like number one <laughs> among all fan accounts on Twitter. Um, so some those are some of the role players. Uh, Skylar, who's your favorite on this team? You know, I love a player who can dress himself really well, so I am a big fan of Kelly Oubre Jr. I also think that the Aaron Baines nickname Bangers is really funny when you think about it from a UK audience and like Bangers is sausage in the UK. And so that's just a very funny nickname if you're a UK fan thinking about this team. Is he from New Zealand, Australia? Australian. So he's with like Patty Mills, Ben Simmons, Joe Ingles, Della Davidova. Yeah. Uh, all right. He's Australian. Love these Australian players. They're so funny. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like Javon Carter, Cameron Payne, you know, people I've never heard of on this team. Yeah. Um, all right. So you are obviously a big Frank Kaminsky fan. What's your What's your beef with Frank Kaminsky? I mean, for those who don't know, I went to Michigan. So Frank Kaminsky is he's he's caused me some pain over the years. 
on Wisconsin. Yep. Col- this is college basketball, people. We're talking yep. March Madness here. Um, I love Kelly Oubre Jr. I, I saw him live play uh, for the Wizards a few times in, in Washington, D.C., and they used him horribly, but he's a super athlete. Uh, he's got a ton of energy. He's still super young with a lot of raw potential. I don't know if the Suns are the best for him, but they stole him this year on a, on a trade um, that I think was really beneficial for them. Yeah. And then they also, you know, it's a good young core. They have Ricky Rubio kind of trying to get his career back together. And I'm still, I'm totally unsold on Devin Booker as a Me player. Me too. They, they've never, he's never been on a winning team. He just scores like 60 points, but they never win. Yeah. It's hard if your team's not winning. It's hard to be the guy if your team's not winning. It's also just hard to be the guy if you if your face is like looks like you're three years old. Like you just <laughs> he have does such have a, a baby, baby face. face that it's like we can never look at Devin Booker the way we look at like I'm trying to think LeBron? of like a good Yeah, I was Kyrie, gonna say LeBron. Even like a Kyrie. Yeah, you can't have a baby face and like expect to be like the guy he does have a baby face and he also streams a lot. So maybe your fans there, he streams a lot of 2k, a lot of different, uh, you know, he's a big esports guy, yep. um, for player equivalents. I had him, you know, he's a good player on a bad team, loves scoring. That's really all he does. So Lacazette from Arsenal, that's my player equivalent. I think, yeah, I think it makes complete sense. Just a total pure scorer, but can't really seem to get it together. People kind of like him, kind of don't. Yeah. I also hate Arsenal. So, you know, I, I also kind of hate Devin Booker. I just can't, I can't be convinced on Devin Booker. Yeah. Same. Uh, other, uh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite comparison of, of all time. I can't, I cannot believe we landed on it. Aaron it's Baines. so good. Everyone, Aaron Baines is Harry <laughs> Maguire. Just a big oaf on the field. He looks like a big oaf on the court. He's like the role player. Always, you know, Harry Maguire is not a role player, but uh, you know, Aaron Baines comes off the bench typically, but gets a lot of minutes. Um, so maybe that equivalent total defender role player does all the dirty work. He always looks a little awkward and oafish on the court. Um, so I love the hair and he has a cult following just like Harry Maguire. I think that's the fan cult following combined with just, he looks like he's too big for the sport he's playing. <laughs> that's what makes him Harry Maguire. Those are my favorite kind of NBA players or the players who look like they shouldn't be able to do what they do with their size. And I think Zion is case number one. Oh my God. I can't wait to do the Pelicans. I'm doing the Pelicans, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. hosting the Pelicans. Can't wait. Okay. Let's move on to owner management coach. So Robert Sarver is the owner people. Has uh, he been and- canceled yet? Someone let us know. Um, yeah, he's awful. So he's one of the worst owners in the NBA. Um, the fans are seething after <laughs> years and years and years of him just mismanaging this team. But on a bright spot, James Jones is the GM. Um, one of the greatest teammates in history. If you don't know James Jones, he was basically like the 10th man on every single LeBron James team. So he was best friends with LeBron He's actually an incredible guy. I've heard him speak because um, he played for the for the Cavs for a long time with LeBron. Um, and, you know, I worked kind of in the Dan Gilbert, who owns the Cavs family of companies, and got to hear him speak a few times. Incredibly well-spoken. You'd want him to run your business. It's, you know, I think that's a great hire for him to come in on the Suns and be the GM. Just all-around good guy, knows the game. So I think that's that's part of the bright spot. That's why I got the Newcastle comparison, where I think the GM is really strong. Um, do you have a history with James Jones, Skylar? You a fan? I have literally no history with James Jones. Great. Kind of looks like a um, uh, a CEO of like a multi-billion dollar company. Just so well put together. 
Um, so well-spoken, very thoughtful. Love James Jones. So if you're going to be a Suns fan out there in the UK, James Jones might be one of your reasons. Um, <laughs> next is the head coach, Monty Williams. I actually really like Monty Williams too. So as is often the case in the NBA, the owner is tough, um, but the GM and the head coach are trying to kind of build this new program. Um, so Montgomery Eli Williams, Monty Williams, he was used to actually be a professional player. Um, and now he's kind of the recent head coach of the Suns and is kind of trying to mentor this young team to fulfill their potential. Yeah, super new coach. It'll be really cool to see him in the bubble just because he is a new coach and he definitely has stuff to prove with this tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they compete. You know, with a lot of these bubble teams who like sh- maybe shouldn't be in. But maybe um, this is their chance. It's such a weird year, such a weird season. Maybe it'll work out for them. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes from, it'll be good experience for a team to kind of come together for in sure. a bubble and kind of see what they can do. Um, you know, if you check out the blog post, we have best plays of the season, embarrassing moments, which are hilarious. Uh, Devin Booker's on Shaq's in a fool all the time because <laughs> he's Devin Booker. So check out the blog post for that. Um, but let's jump to the fans. Um, so the fans have a pretty dwindling fan base and interest has been pretty low <laughs> since they traded Steve Nash. Um, so there's some pros and cons to that. Uh, you won't have very many fans to bond with, but there's also a big opportunity there where this is a unique team. There aren't that many Suns fans. Uh, you can really you know, jump on the Suns bandwagon, come in early, and then get their rise. Uh, so some fan stats for you, Skylar. The average home attendance has dropped 17%, um, which isn't great. And uh, they only, you know, had 15,000 people per game, which for the NBA is extremely low. Yeah, that's Um, real tough. Do you know any Suns fans, Skylar? I don't know a single Suns fan. I know a lot of Steve Nash fans. I feel like anyone who is around my age, like under 30, if you are a Suns fan, it's because you were a Steve Nash fan. I don't think that there's any people who came to being a Suns fan without being a Steve Nash fan first. I don't know any, I don't know any just general Suns fans. That's what it's, it's like, I'm a Charles Barkley fan and he played for the Suns. Yep. No one's, I, I, I honestly don't know any Suns fans either. It's a complete, it's a complete player first for the Suns where they love Steve Nash. They love Kevin Johnson. Uh, they love uh, Charles Barkley. Maybe they love Devin Booker now, but no one's like a big fan of the Suns. And even the celebrity fan comparisons, guess, do you already know this? Did you read this before? Who are the two celebrity fans they're most associated with? I know one is Phil Mc- Phil Mickelson. Yep, the golfer. Which is interesting. Well, it's golf courses. He just loves to go play golf there. Is he from Arizona? I have no idea, but he plays there all the time. Yeah, but is that is that reason to choose your NBA team? No. Who no one's gonna want to look at Phil Mickelson and say, oh, if he's a if you know it's like Beyonce likes the Rockets, it's like, oh, yeah, if it Beyonce kind of fits likes the Rockets. Phil Mickelson, to be honest. It's just it's a very plain team. Yeah. And I can it see just, him just really enjoying that just very plain playing style. And I can see him totally buying into this team. Uh did you do you know what their uh, arena's called, Skylar? I skipped over this in the team. It is the Talking Stick Resort Arena, which is fine. <laughs> But it's also referred to as the Purple Palace because of all the pink – or not the pink, all the purple. <laughs> the Purple I, Palace because of the pink seats, the purple seats. I appreciate the Purple Palace. The talking st- – what is it? What's the full name? 
uh, talking stick resort. It's the it's the casino. It's just so funny though because I feel like no one has heard the phrase talking stick since they were in kindergarten. <laughs> so it's just True. really funny to hear that phrase again now. Uh, so the Purple Palace, Phil Mickelson. I I just cannot imagine. I don't think I've ever seen the Suns televised where they've gone to celebrities on the sidelines in the Purple Palace. Um, no memory from all of my years. Uh, but let's move on from fans because there aren't many to beefs. There also aren't that many beefs. I don't think you can really be mad at the Suns for anything because they've lost for the last 15 straight years. Yeah. Um, the only beef I had that was real was the fans with the owner because they're just furious at him for continually messing up year after year. I, but the thing is, I think that's a beef in many NBA cities. Like, I, as yep. a Detroit Pistons fan, feel like I have had beef with my owners over the past 23 years as well. I feel like and that's just, yeah. I mean, there's so many cities where that's the case. And so the Suns aren't even the best at having a bad relationship with the owner and fans. No. I think the Knicks take the cake for that, don't they? Oh, yeah. They have to. Definitely have the worst to. relationship. Yeah. Uh, this is turning into a roast the Suns, which I don't want it to be. <laughs> no, no root for the Suns. They come on. They need it. They have a point. Let's so let's go to the likelihood to make the playoffs. So I looked at uh five thirty eight. Uh, they ran the numbers on you know they did all the scenarios of players, uh, situations. You know they really went deep to tell us that they have almost a zero percent chance of the playoffs or championship, which I could have told you before that analysis, but. They actually, the number was so small there, it did not differentiate between their chances of making the playoffs versus their <laughs> chances of making the championship. So it's just below 1% for both. Um, so I'm guessing that their likelihood to make the championship is 1% of 1% of their chance to make the playoffs. So you're most likely not going to see this as your playoff team if you pick them to be fans of. But to be fair, if you're looking for a team to support long term, you can get in on the ground floor with the Suns. Maybe they'll be good again. That's my pitch. The ground, Get on the ground floor of a young yeah. team. Yeah, it's a Cinderella story. Who doesn't love that? Uh, you also got to love their mascot. This is one of the fun facts that I meant to bring up was for the first 11 years of their existence, they had no mascot. Uh, the first one was a sunflower, but that didn't catch on, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and they had like a singing person come on in 1980 and – they just like suggested this guy put on a gorilla costume to entertain the fans and it worked. So now they have a gorilla as their mascot named go. Wait, and he does, does he still sing? I don't think he sings. I think he just <laughs> dunks and does other things. I was going to say there's definitely like, there's definitely like guidebooks for mascots. And I feel like rule number one is you don't speak or make any noise. Yes. So a singing mascot feels like an oxymoron. I I think they took the singer and they're like, hey, if you want some extra bucks, maybe like go in and <laughs> dress up as a gorilla and like entertain the fans. But he, I love Go the Gorilla. He's one of the best mascots in the NBA. Yep. He does incredible dunks. He's an athlete. But if you're a Suns fan, just know you're rooting for an Arizona team that plays in the Purple Palace with a gorilla mascot which is a very strange combination of factors. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So as we wrap this up, what are your biggest takeaways of the sun scholar? I'll start with mine and we can leave on yours as a parting shot. Uh, 
Story team, I was shocked that they were fourth all time in winning percentage. So this is a incredible team throughout history. Uh, they've had some of the best players in NBA history with Charles Barkley, with Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, uh, Kevin Johnson. You know, they've had some incredible people. Tom Chambers, one of the most athletic uh, white guys of all time. Um, incredible vertical leap. They have exciting players. And it's just in the last 14, 15 years after Steve Nash was traded where they've really kind of gone off a cliff. Um, but with Devin Booker, with DeAndre Ayton, some of their new talent, uh, with James Jones and Monty Williams and a good you know coaching core management staff, I'm hopeful for the Suns going forward. I am glad that, to see they got into the bubble. You know, At least they weren't just eliminated again and don't even have a chance. Um, so my takeaway is if you want to root for the Suns, uh, you're getting in early. You have a young squad that has actually a, a good infrastructure now. Um, and it might be time to buy. What's yours, Skylar? I think that's great. I think something that we didn't really touch on, but it seems kind of intuitive to us, but it may not be for people who grew up outside of the U.S. Basketball is a winter sport. And so in the places <laughs> where it's hot year round, they're just not going to be great at the winter sports, guys. And so, you know, the Suns have a been good. A golfer's, their, a golfer's their biggest right. That's all you need to say. Truly. You know, I think they've been good traditionally. They haven't been good lately and they've never won a championship. So it's going to be, let's be honest, it's going to be a lifetime of pain for you. Join me. I'm a Pistons (laughs) fan. I'm committed to a lifetime of pain. I think, you know, why not? Why not? Why not? Maybe maybe they'll be the ones to make it through. Truly. Uh, Global pandemic, you know, just just put another nail in the coffin. Um, And I'll leave you with this stat, Skylar. The Phoenix Suns are the oldest franchise in the NBA to not win a championship. It's been 50 years. So it's only it only goes up from here. Like I said, lifetime of pain. Why not get on, on the ground floor? All right. That is our UK fans guide to NBA teams, the Phoenix Suns. Thank you so much for joining us. Skylar, thank you so much for joining. Uh, well, not joining, co-hosting. You're the co-host of the podcast, but join us next time. We can't wait to have you. Thank you. See you soon.